This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles or their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. Now, we're doing a bit of time travel today because it is still pre-Christmas, but I'm talking to you on New Year's Eve. Oh, gosh, that time went fast. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year's Eve. And Happy New Year's Eve to you too and to our listeners. What are you hoping for next year? Um, I'm starting my new job in a couple of weeks, uh, and so I'm hoping that I can make a difference. That's what I hope more than anything, Sam, just to keep being part of the change team, making good things happen in our communities. That sounds marvellous. And who are we introducing today? It is my great pleasure to introduce Sandrine Fier. She is a French woman. A businesswoman um, who has uh, a tourism company based out of Dunedin uh, and um, also an incredibly talented daughter whose music we're going to hear from shortly. Uh, It is a a wonderful uh, treat to have you here with us, Sandrine. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, kia ora. Bonjour. Hello. (laughs) Nice to be here. It's nice to have you here, Sandrine. Where are you, Sandrine? So I am in Northeast Valley, Normanby. And we're asking people how their bubble life was. And of course, we now have to talk about the various bubble lives. How was your bubble life last year? Yeah, it was really, really difficult. Um, So, yeah, as you said, I have a a travel company, Antipodes Travel, and we used to have eight or nine staff. So after lockdown, we kept... Uh, everyone on board trying, you know, thinking that it won't last forever. <laughs> and uh, we had daily meetings during lockdown uh, on Teams. And I was in charge of, you know, maintaining a good spirit and uh, trying to, you know, to stay positive um, while, you know, children being at home doing homeschooling, like a lot of parents, it was quite difficult to, to manage um, both. But uh, we are lucky. I mean, we live in a house and we have a garden and it was you know, compared to a lot of people, we were lucky, but very stressful, yes, in the mine. How did you maintain that that good spirit? Because, I mean, as you say, one of the challenges was at the time that we didn't know how long it was going to be. Is, is this something that we should have to buckle down and, you know, put up with it for a couple of weeks and it's all going to go away? And as it turns out, it's dragged on for two years so far. Yeah, yeah, very difficult to plan, to say, what should we do? Should we just stop, pause, continue? Well, I just couldn't stop. I mean, this is our business that we set up, you know, with my husband, and I just couldn't pause it. So I said, no, let's try to 
you know, to um, keep contact with our clients, keep working on our business, um, trying different new things, uh, but just exhausting because, yeah, we were focusing on the French speaking market. So we were not known in New Zealand at all. So everyone was saying, oh, you should try, you know, to cater for uh, New Zealanders. But yeah, it's easier to say than do <laughs> because uh, when you have, for example, I had a website which was only in French. So first thing is you have to, you know, start starts from scratch. So you have all these new ideas uh, to try to stay positive, but so much energy and uh, very, very tiring. And one after the other, the, the staff found another job um, more secure. And now we're just, yeah, two and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, hard. I would say hard and, yeah, yeah, challenging. And are you now poised, ready for for French tourists to come back? Yeah, so we, we, still, um, we still have requests from people who want to come here. Uh, so we are hard to give them a date. You know, the borders should open, da-da-da, but not sure. But what we're trying to do is... Um, we try to put together what we call an online experience about New Zealand. So it's completely different. Uh, people book an hour with us. They spend an hour live with us and we talk about New Zealand. We talk about what you can do and what surprised us as a foreigner. Um, and uh, it's a completely different project and it's a beginning. It used to be on a, I mean, it is on the Airbnb platform, but we also sort of try to do it uh, on a different website, but it's, it's a unique concept, but something we can do any time, even if there's another lockdown. Then, um, so we welcome people from all around the world. And initially I thought, oh, surely there will be more French people who are gonna take this experience, book it. But actually, no, it's people, mainly English speakers. And I met people from Sri Lanka, Finland, the States, Mexico. It's just, yeah, something very, very um, interesting. And that opens a new door into the world. I suppose a big part of that reason for traveling is to meet people from different cultures so if you can find a way of doing that experiencing those different cultures without going that's there exactly. then then that's a that's a pretty good well it's not a, it's not a great second best but it's it, it does capture some of that essence yeah exactly people start dreaming about you know Aotearoa and what they are going to uh, to see it's like Someone told me it's like you give us uh, special glasses to put on and we see the country through your eyes. And that, that's exactly that. So we showcase things that, you know, surprise us as the foreigners or things that, like my husband is a photographer and he's really into wildlife. So he talks about what we can see on the peninsula, especially. Um, and yeah, people can ask questions. So yes, we, we're staying connected with people. And um, it's also a way, you know, when borders open, that these people, if they want to come and visit um, New Zealand, they hopefully will use us. You know, that's also the idea. But it's just like a little door you open for an hour and you are connected with these people. That's really good also for the mine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I've got clients. <laughs> so I have hosted from my house in North East Valley about 150 uh, people from overseas. Well, <laughs> from my bedroom. <laughs> do you think what the people coming here when they do get here are looking for will have changed because of the the pandemic experience that that they've had that we've had? 
think they really see New Zealand as a as a safe place uh, with not a lot of people, and that's you know reassuring in the, in the pandemic. Um, yeah, I think it's really still on the the top of their bucket list. Uh, but I think they also want to take more time to visit. I've noticed people want to stay longer than before. They want to take the time to enjoy, to meet people as well, and to experience more of what it is to, to live here, what, what we've got to offer. On our very first show, we talked to Steve Henry, who said that, um, who is a colleague of ours who lives in um, Mochueca, and he said that his hope for the, the pandemic was that we would come back to more of a slow tourism, that this would actually prompt us to be thinking about that. So that's really, that's quite exciting that you're, you're, you're picking that people will probably want to stay longer. Yes, definitely. And that's what we hoped. Uh, I remember having one of these um, team meetings with my staff and said, you know, what can we, what other type of products can we offer our clients? And slow tourism was one of the things that we thought about. Um, so I hope that people, what they would like to do will actually happen because I also see the other aspect of some big companies who just want to go back to normal. And as soon as the border open, want to send their tours, you know, with a lot of people. But that's, that's one thing. But the individuals definitely are looking at visiting New Zealand while taking more time. And that's good. Yes. And also going out of the main places, you know, not only the tick things out of your list, but also just be yeah, out of the beaten track. That expression that we use a lot should really make more sense now. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Cats on Trees, Calegro. Jimmy, why this one? Yes, it's, um, it's a French band that I've discovered in a festival in France a couple of years ago. And um, I like the fact that they sing in French and English. So Cats on Trees is the group. And for this song, they sing with Calogero, which, uh, who is a, a French um, singer. And uh, yeah, you, you'll tell me afterwards if you think they have a, a, a French accent when they sing in English. <laughs> you won't find him anywhere. He's gone for good. Lost for everybody. I hope to hear from you. I hope one day some inspired by you will be better people. I think I see him everywhere. Even gone. Et si je dois rester le même au-delà de tous ces mots, est-ce que tu voudrais encore de moi Pardonne-moi, pardonne-nous de cet aveu qui rend fou un voyage jusque dans tes bras. Et si je dois rester le même au-delà de tous ces mots, est-ce que tu voudrais encore de moi Pardonne-moi, pardonne-nous de cet aveu qui rend fou un voyage jusque dans tes bras. Encore de moi Pardonne-moi 
foggy vest just to come to all of us. All the journey to come back to you. Sandrine, there's just such a um, a big. This is such a big time for change all around the world. Every industry is having to change to adapt, and you guys obviously have. And that's really neat. If there's one bit of advice that you could give to the business community, people who are struggling to adapt to change, what would that be? I think collaboration is very important. I've um, to give you an idea. I've because we we are we were organising tours all around New Zealand. We were not particularly involved in the Dunedin um, tourism community, but since uh, the pandemic, I really went to different meetings and get together, and I really felt important to be connecting and to help each other. And uh, these that when I was talking about these online experiences before, that's what we did. We were five online experiences in New Zealand, different areas of both islands. We partnered together. And we launched a website just to promote ourselves. So yes, we are competitors because we all have a experience. But the fact that we are facing the same problems and that we we are keeping you know motivated, I think that's really really true. Just try to find someone to partner with and share your your issues and your worries and just talking about it helps. Most of the time we don't have any solutions, but it's just like, hey, oh, I'm having a bad day, and you know what. It is just important. Oh, yeah, that's that would be my main advice for businesses. That sound advice. We've, um, if you're an employee for um, for most big organisations, they provide like a counselling service, and there isn't really anything available for people who are self-employed, is there? There's there's no one you can go and talk to when you're just feeling the weight of the the heaviness of the situation that all of our businesses are currently going through there just isn't that um the counseling or the that kind of mental health and wellness support so i imagine that having that collective would provide that in a way yes definitely talking to people who are in the same position help and also just maintaining uh contact with your friends and and people around you Uh, i think that's important too but most of the time they don't really if they are employees or if they are maybe you know teachers or people who have other worries other problems but not this problem of being a you know a business person and and having staff and so they don't necessarily understand exactly what you're going through they have their own problems you know it's not easy for them but just not the same one so talking to people who do the same type of who have the same responsibilities help yes Definitely, and keep, keep in touch with people around you, and and trying to stay involved in the activities that you were doing before. Like I've started to learn the violin with my youngest daughter. I'm a very beginner, but that helps having something that I can focus on. And my goodness, this is so hard violin. I can't think about the other things. That's for sure. <laughs> with your children um, and their their COVID experience. Um, do you obviously you've you've navigated it really well as a parent and and got your children through this while you've been going through your own um i guess that that trauma of of a changed business where you you lose control over your your progression through life i guess in a sense but um what do you think has been the the most important thing that you've given your kids to help them to be resilient and get through this hmm uh 
I just being with them and talking and sharing things and and also I, I've been always honest with them. I told them how hard it is and and yet that we don't have as much money as we have and that things are unsure and are we going to be able to go back to France to see your grandparents? I don't know. So I think to be honest and and sharing things, but in the same time you don't want them to be too stressed about our situation. So there's this yeah silver line there. Um, the first lockdown, yeah, we were very stressed, as I said, because we had to to deal with our team. Uh, the second lockdown, they were more independent as well. They've learned a lot. Like my youngest, especially, she, you know, learned more how to use a computer and everything technology related. And I think also giving them a structure. So like I was a tough mom. Like they had a list of things to do. <laughs> they have like a timetable for during the first lockdown. That's how I kept control about. On the on the family, and the second lockdown they were more independent, and um, but they were doing their you know their homework, and so I think they did they did well, um, and my husband is very supportive too. So we were like a tight tight family, but not having our family around, you know, they all in France was also not easy. Yeah, but um, but they they you know as I said, having a house and beautiful surrounding, we could go for for walks around around our, um, our house. So that helps a lot. Sandrine, you talked about family in France. I, I presume through them or because you're following that sort of what's going on in France anyway, are you able to sort of have any insights about the, not necessarily how the different governments have managed the crisis, but about the different communication? Like ours was that you know the, the be kind message and so on. Did, did they get something similar in France? Um, not really. They were, uh, yeah, yeah. I keep in stay informed and what's happening in France and in in Europe. Um, they they had a you know like a, a long lockdown as as we had, uh, but no, they are, they don't use the same phrases. And I realize how important. Uh, the way you, the words you use to talk about the pandemic and you reassure the populations are important. Um, but no, there was not like the, the, the safe, um, you know, stay kind to each other. Uh, they they put the um, the uh, the COVID pass earlier than us. Uh, you, there were more restrictions in that. But the situation now is is not uh, well at all. Um, there, um, yeah. Hopefully, there won't be a lockdown during Christmas. But uh, doesn't very good at the moment mm. let's take the second of your music choices now this is your daughter so tell us about what we're going to hear yeah so uh, my daughter anna she's uh, 14 and um, she really into music and she composed and she won a competition and this is the song uh, which one which uh, was uh, performed by a lot of schools throughout new zealand during the new zealand music month and it was it was great to see all these kids um, singing and playing the ukulele with this song. Uh, so I thought I would share it with with uh, everyone. And uh, and it was a very positive thing that happened um, in Alfano during this period. So I thought I would celebrate that, yeah, by um, listening to this track again. <laughs> <laughs> from 
songs about how Aroha changes who we are in Aotearoa. It's a love story about Papa Tuanuku and Ranginui who created this land. Ricochet off the sea and the birds will take you back past the mountains and the trees to the place we good Sandrine and so has your daughter always been a singer and musician? Not always I mean she always loved listening to music but uh, it's really in the past two years that she decided to to start composing and and playing and so she's learning the drums as well now and uh, yeah she's just she's happy when she's doing some music and uh, that's great that's great so yes and she won another competition I mean yeah, I don't know what she's going to do next, but uh, she's surprising us. <laughs> we interviewed a musician yesterday uh, who's a singer and uh, and guitar player uh, for a band, Dunedin-based band, and it was really cool to have that conversation about uh, how music lets people know that they're not alone in the way that they feel. Uh, it, it's the great connector, isn't it? The international, the true international language, the, the one that everybody understands and that connects us all. Yes, oh no, definitely. And especially like the, the songs that she wrote were, were more for children and you can see how important music is for children. I mean, she had the opportunity to go to different primary schools 
in Dunedin. And uh, it, yeah, it was just uh, a way to connect and to share. And uh, I mean, this is not new, of course, but during this pandemic, it's even more important. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, and I think about that with kids, anything creative that we can introduce into their lives, um, anything that's light that brings joy uh, is just a beautiful way for them to overcome those the, that, those feelings of heaviness that all of the worry that they have. Yes, no, definitely. Mm. Mm. Yay. Do, do you think that, she, um, how old is your daughter now? Um, she's 14 and a half. So at 14, does she see music as, is that her pathway forward? Is she talking about that as her future? Yes, for now she is. She'd like to study more music, um, probably more composing for people than being a performer. Um, that's, yeah, what she's thinking at the moment. I think she's going to investigate more or all the, the jobs possible around music. Um, to be honest, if I was in France, I would say, ah, uh, don't go that fast. You know, there are not a lot of possibilities. I don't think I would be so hopeful for her. But in New Zealand, I mean, I think she, yeah, they are, they are more, I don't think, I don't know how to explain that, but you feel more positive um, and having more opportunities for her. So yes, I would, I would definitely encourage her to continue. Hmm. The theme of this show, Sandrine, is positive but not deluded. What do you see as the, the role of a, of a positive mindset? Oh, hmm. it's a difficult question. <laughs> um, what do you mean exactly? Um, well, you've talked about how you talked about your, your business and the, the the role that you took in the during the pandemic, being to you know to to maintain that good spirit and and to be looking for new opportunities and so on. You could have retreated to the the virtual bunker and said wake me up when this is over so how do you maintain that 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 enthusiasm in the face of that uncertainty and that disruption with no end mm. well i think i've always been positive i always see the glass half um, you know full and half empty uh and i, I, I yeah I, I don't i love what i'm doing I love my job. I love meeting people. I love organizing holidays for people. So that's what I want to do in the long term. And that's the only way I, I think um, it could work is to stay here, to stay out there, to try new things. Um, but I should probably learn also to just stop a little bit and <laughs> pause and take a holiday. Probably a lot of people around me will say that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just because I love what I'm doing. I think that's as simple as that. The glass is half full and the other half was delicious. <laughs> yes, I like the way you see things as well. <laughs> what are your plans for the summer? Are we here? We're staying here for the moment and in January I'm going to go to Auckland, if it's still possible. I have um, my cousin who lives there, so I'm going to catch up with them. But uh, try to enjoy Dunedin and go to the beach. This is such beautiful weather. When when I'm we are talking actually, so yes, that's our plans. Bubble sprite of the forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. K 
Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, kota ahoahau. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars, in your beloved universes. And I really hope, wherever you are, and whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining, and illuminating for you more and more each day, who you are. A triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique, and here, making things better. Thank you. Now I know that for us all, since we began this show, many, many moons ago, on the day of the first lockdown here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, I'm so honoured to have been part of this show since then. We have lost so much and gained so much. And this has been very trying and hard and troubling and stressful. And we've all lost sleep and energy and faith and hope and our sense of identity, our sense of self. All of these things that we were so certain of have disappeared. But of course, as is the cycle of loss and gain, we have gained so much that is new. New senses of identity, of connection, of self, of strength, of hope and reassurance, of love and the power of love of our own resilience and the resilience of our relationships, not just known but unknown. And of course, our appreciation and our sense of gratitude for the infinite awaiting us in each moment. Now, of course, here we are on New Year's Eve and there's so much for us to really enjoy farewelling with love and of course when we farewell we still hold in our heart we still remember we still rejoice in and this is the beauty of our consciousness that we can remember all forever that we can recall all forever and we can relearn all forever we can remember all forever with a little help from each other And in our culture, this remembering has many different names. And of course, our language is part of it. But since all erupted into being, the cycle of loss and regaining, of forgetting and remembering, of farewelling and recalling, has been happening over and over again and it's really a very beautiful cycle so I really hope for you in this new year you can feel well without fear those aspects that are ready to be free and you can really enjoy bringing back to you those parts that you want to feel anew And for all of us, of course, 
The infinite universe is our mirror and shows us so much that we want to see and understand. And it's really up to us where we find that meaning. So I hope for you that in reflection, the meaning that you seek and the meaning that you find are worthy of you and those around you that you love. I'm sure there will be. And for me, I'm so grateful to have had another year with you. And I want to say a big thank you to Sam and the whole Blown Bubbles team for having me. And I wish you all all the best for 2022, the year that dreams come true. And I look forward to talking together along the way. Thanks again for everything. Kakite. Happy New Year. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Sandrine Fillier. Sandrine, we've seen lots of changes in society over the last couple of years. What do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? Hmm. I hope that um, people will continue to try to be kind to each other. That's uh, that's you know, my hope in this uh, pandemic. Um, yeah, that people also realize how, what the important things are in their life. It's not necessarily working so hard or it's uh, more enjoying every every little moment. Um, yeah, that's what I hope. Do you think that there are any lessons that we can take from the pandemic and the pandemic response for the bigger sorts of challenges that we face? I'm thinking of things like climate change or social justice. Yeah, well, definitely there are huge topics that, um, yeah, are getting, add another layer of worries on top of everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit lost, to be honest, To and these these topics are becoming so big that I don't know what to think anymore. But I think, yeah, there are definitely lessons to learn. Um, but, yeah, I'm a bit, uh, I'm not sure. I think I can't. There are too many things in my head for my sort of limited bubble or sphere that I, I don't think I can think, you know, on, on big topics, to be honest. I just, yeah, it's full, like like a computer. My memory is full and I, I, I just have, I managed to go day by day on my sort of, yeah, business and, and find out that these big topics are just too big. Maybe that's a big bit of that be kind message is accepting that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely accepting. Mm. I have some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Before the pandemic or after the pandemic? Anything you like. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, just, you know, being happy in my family and my business so far. That would be my big achievement. Meaning that I want to continue what I'm doing and who I am living with and where I am living with. That would be my big achievement. We're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. What's your superpower? <laughs> uh, sense of humor. <laughs> Is there only one? 
sense of humor. Sense of human. Not not all Kiwis get it though, but that's okay. That's what is even <laughs> funny. <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be an activist? No, I don't think so. When you think about really an activist in a in a organization or no, I'm an activist within my very small bubble. I'm driving my family or my team, but that's that's where my limits are. I would say. Where does that creativity come from? Because that that that. that we've stopped using the term pivot because we've got so fed up with using it but that pivot of the the business that that's a that's quite a creative response yes is, is that well yeah these online experiences are, are definitely something new and exciting and you meet different people and um we were also we, we met um other people who have been doing these online ex experiences longer than us and we shared ideas and, and this idea of sharing is so important in, in you know the new projects but this creativity I always you know I mean I decided to come to New Zealand to live here to set up a business it's always part of I can't just stay I don't think I could just have a job you know and just stay in the job and do that from nine to five um, I have to have challenges and and uh, yeah it's just good when it's it's working <laughs> <laughs> at least one, one project is working but that's yeah. I think that's always how I was creative and, and finding new ideas. I can't just say the status quo doesn't work with me. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? All these people who are going to book this online experience. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, just you know, it's there are always new things every day. I mean, I don't have a day that is similar to the other, um, and sing you know what the children will tell me at the teenage my teenagers come up with their own problems which are so big compared to what we experience it <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i don't have high expectations you know it's just it's just little things that i'm happy with having my cup of coffee with my husband outside yeah that's what makes my day so we're, this is and getting try, broad, this is getting broadcast on New Year's Eve. What's the what's your big challenge for next year? What's your opportunity for next year? We're trying to, you know, continue with the new ideas that we've got and uh, trying to take a little bit more time for myself. Try to not to think so much, and uh, hopefully, when borders open safely, we can start. You know. Um, having more more visitors and and yeah that it's a bit easier easier than the previous year yeah exactly and lastly do you have any advice for our listeners well um, yeah every enjoy enjoy every moment um have fun laugh <laughs> share talk go out and um Celebrate every every milestone, even if it's a small one. That's my Thank advice. You. Thank you for and that. Happy New Year. Mawira. Sandrine, thanks for coming to live in New Zealand. 
um, and for bringing your skills and your positivity and your vision and your hopefulness uh, and for the way that you've raised your children um, to when your children can bring joy to the lives of others then that's a real well done mum uh, moment <laughs> and Thank uh, you. So I wish you and your whanau all the best for the year ahead uh, may it continue to be a, a wonderfully creative space and all the best with your violin playing <laughs> Thank you so much. That's an epic challenge. <laughs> Thank you for having me in the show, and yeah, happy new year to to uh, your listeners and to you too. Thank you, Thank you very much. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from the fabulous Tahu McKenzie. This is Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Pakatani, and from Normanby in Northeast Valley, we have been joined by Sandrine Fier. And for the last time in 2021, 
that was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.